Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Coming up on TMS, put sugar in that boy and send him home with more. Go to Ireland for the lucky charms and the whatnot. Just lean back and look at the ducks, man. Male lard. Conjugal visits are not allowed at the zoo. Lady Moderna. Pull out your thing, blow on it, and shove it back in. Hot tubs are water coolers for old people. Salting your meat with Bobby. Therapy Thursday and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Okay, boys, that's the brief. It's our first assignment, so make it good. As you know, your uniforms are in your craft and must only be worn on call. Right, Father. Okay, Father. Sure thing, Dad. Yeah, Father. Okay, Scott. Away you go. And keep in touch. Yes, sir. Solomon Grundy, not hold it. The morning stream. This car smells weird. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to TMS. It's the morning stream for Thursday, September 2nd, 2021. I'm Scott Johnson, here with a guest host. A guest host. Hubba, hubba. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's Couples Day again here on the TMS show. Hi, it's Kim. Hi, it's Kim. Uh, hey, uh, uh, thanks for being here and uh, covering for Brian while he's out gallivanting around Europe. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, I know you kind of wish you were him. You wish you were in Ireland. <laughs> Right? You want to go there. I want to. We'll I get mean, there. Who wouldn't want to go to Ireland? Ireland sounds rad. It's Plus, a, Claire's there. Yeah. Plus, <laughs> the ha- uh, they're all happy, and they got the, the lucky charms and the whatnot, you know? <laughs> so why wouldn't you want to go there? I, that's my question. You, there's no reason you wouldn't want to go. So I hope he's uh, okay. He's in, the, um, he's in Heathrow, we're being told, which is an uh, airport in London. And uh, from there... You, you, ask, you say that as if it's a question. It's an airport in London? London? Does anyone Maybe. know? You know, you wait for corrections in case. Uh, I know that one, though. That's a pretty easy one. But anyway, he's on his way to Ireland, and he's going to do his, uh, you know, he's going to get his pot of gold. What else do you do in Ireland? You get drunk. <laughs> um, you get, uh, oh, his flight to Dublin tonight. Okay. So all is well. I heard uh, yesterday he told me that he got their 72 hours, must have your COVID test thing, 72 hours or Prior to getting whatever. on the plane. Right. Yeah, that plane mm-hmm. thing. And they barely got it back to him like oh like Ugh, barely in time stressful. yeah they were super stressed about that so <clears throat> as a result kind of you know running her he'll he'll tell the whole story i guess when he when he gets here but uh you know 
that stuff is a hassle, man. It's an, I mean, a bigger hassle would be getting it and being super sick. But uh, the yes. secondary hassle is <clears throat> all of life has been altered to accommodate stupid virus. And uh, yeah, that's where we are. That's where we live. That's where we are. Yeah. How would you feel if uh, you had the stress of having to have the COVID test be A, on time and B, negative? Yeah, you have to have both. Before you could go to your magical trip to the to the leprechaun valley how would you feel <laughs> the leprechaun valley yeah isn't that what they got that's what they got they're like hobbits and stuff right they got their, their holes they in the wall they got the silicon valley they've got their leprechaun valley that's right it's where they make all the leprechauns <laughs> anyway uh so kim's here she's co-hosting today um we have a <clears throat> an all-star lineup over the next few days of shows I guess today ends the normal week. Uh, PM is up in the air right now. There may be something going on, but uh, uh, Monday we got uh, who do we have? Have I told you all the names? Oh, we don't know if we're doing a show Monday. That <laughs> I was gonna say I, I'm gonna stop talking because you just said well, it's up in the air. I'm not really sure what we're doing. Yeah, Monday we don't know because it's a holiday <laughs> here in the in the United States. So um, maybe that's when Carter could come on because she won't work that day. That's true. Oh, that's true. Ooh. Ooh, again, we'll have to ask her. <laughs> she she made it very clear earlier that we were talking about this as if she has no say in it. But uh, yeah, we'll see about that. Uh, Just yell right now, Carter! That's right. Get down here and find out. Uh, Tuesday, we got TV's Travis. Wednesday, Garrett Weinzer will be joining us. And then Thursday is still a little up in the air. It'll either be maybe Kim, possibly Carter, possibly, I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll have to see. I mean, Wendy will be here, but she's probably not going to co-host. You guys don't asking Wendy to co-host an entire show with me, her dingus brother. <laughs> I can't imagine that world where that happens. I just can't hear it. I can't see it. Can you, honey? No, can you see my sister? W- well, yes, because she's really good at it. She so. is good at it. <laughs> she's naturally good at it. No You're question good about at teasing that. Teasing her. Yeah, it would go over really well. If people would see the sibling thing go on. Yeah. So all the cool hair lined up for the next few shows. Everybody, watch for it. Very cool. Okay. So there's a lot going on. She talked about our little trip real quick. Uh, Kim and I, you know, we got married <laughs> a long time ago. A not long this weekend. time ago. Yeah. We got married in 1992. <laughs> um, this is the way I look at things in life is a little weird, but that was one year. We got married one year before Jurassic Park hit movie theaters. Oh my gosh. That's how you're counting it? Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, what else? 92. That would have been the year. Um, uh, let's see. What's another significant 92 thing? Um, I can't think of anything. I can't think of anything either. But in 94, we would have our first child. (laughs) And now she's 28. No, 27. Right? Yes. Okay. (laughs) You're supposed to remember these things. I don't know this stuff. (laughs) And well, then, the way you're going about this is like, and then in 1994, <laughs> and then in '97. <laughs> All right, so, oh yeah, this is a, that's a wake up call. C9 Ender says in '94 I was one year old. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so we got a '93er going there. Anyway, uh, oh a couple others with birthdays in '92. Geez, you guys are young. Anyway, so that makes us 29 years married, Kim. 29 years. Can you believe it? Wow, uh, it's amazing. So. Uh, that's cool. And so we decided that this weekend we would have a good time and celebrate a little bit and get away. Now, as you all know, you know, it's a weird time. You can't necessarily go where you want to go. Although I say this as Brian is on his way to his, his <laughs> dream Ireland trip. But 
true. You know, things are all over the place, so you're never sure what you're going to do. That's what it is. It's all over the place. Yeah. And we were going to go to Vegas. That was the original plan. And it was going to be our first big return to Vegas since since we haven't gone to Vegas. How long has it been? It was 2019. Right? Hold on. Yeah, early 2019. You're right. May, uh, March of 2019 was the last time we. It's been. always March or April. Yeah, one of those. And that is crazy because usually we're in Vegas at least twice a year. Yeah. For some easily. Yeah, because oh, it's you know convenient. It's like five hour drive. You're there. You're in. You're good. So you're in a whole nother world. Yeah, a whole <laughs> if new world. You've ever been to Vegas? You know that's true. Sing us a song. Sing us the whole new world. <laughs> no, I'm not going to no? sing anything. You're not going to sing the song. No, I'm not. Well, no this, one wants to hear that. <laughs> what a disappointing guest guest hosting we have today. My uh, goodness. Come on. Anyway, uh, we didn't go, so <clears throat> we uh, we decided that uh, oh, Claire Gack is is a year older than Carter. That's weird. Oh my gosh, we're old. <laughs> um. Anyway, well, it was also going to be over a hundred degrees every day. Yeah, it was going to be a hundred. And I was like, I just we need to be somewhere cooler. So we decided to go closer. Yeah. Plus, Delta's crazy right now. There's too yeah. much going on. It's all weird. Half the uh, places are like, oh, you need to bring vax cards. And other places are like, you don't need to bring anything. And I don't know. It just felt a little much for some reason. So we both kind of jointly were like, do you want to alternate? Should we alter the plan and pray we don't alter it any further? <laughs> and then we it did. It was just a different set of four walls. We needed to be somewhere else. And it was really nice. Yeah. Turned out good. So we went up the mountain. And uh, spent some time in our own sort of backyard, about 45 minutes away. <laughs> and uh, it's uh, Park City. I'm sure people are familiar with uh, the area. Maybe they're not. I don't know. But, you know, it, could be, it becomes very mainstream about two months of the year when we have uh, Sundance up there. That's and then true. everyone's there. So you could just wander around and bump into Brad Pitt taking a leak in an alleyway or whatever. <laughs> whatever it is Brad Pitt's <clears throat> Whatever it is Brad Pitt is up to at any current moment. Uh, but it's uh, it's beautiful up there, and we love it up there. Except the smoke's been kind of thick. So other than you know, that was that wasn't my favorite thing. Well, it's it was like that everywhere. Yeah, it wasn't just we there. We did get to pass here. by an entire area that two weeks ago was on fire. Oh yeah, on the way up the canyon, Immigration Canyon. No, no, Parley's Canyon fire. Yeah, they had a Parley's Canyon fire just a couple bad. weeks ago, and we saw all the scorch. Scorched earth up there. It's yeah. pretty crazy. Yeah, and it was right up on the highway. It was right to the highway. Yeah. So like I knew- within ten feet of the highway. I guess that my we we're driving by, which was weird. My sister Misha and her husband were there the week of the fire. Mm-hmm. And so they got the worst of the smoke and they got basically trapped up there because they shut down the freeway or the highway. Well, there's another highway. You can go the roundabout way through Provo Canyon. Oh, that's true. So That's I a long know. drive. Though. I, yeah. That sucks. I don't want to go that direction is what I'm saying. <laughs> um, anyway, so but yeah. it was lovely up there. Oh, it was it's great. It's still really green. It was cooler. It was... Yeah. We love Main not Street. Not a lot of people. Main Street was great. Yeah. Except um, Sunday things were not... Oh, I do... Uh, I have a new rule. Here's my new rule. When we do these little trips, no matter where we go, Vegas or otherwise, uh, we should do the Sunday through Wednesday thing because... Um, it's way less people everywhere, That's right? That's true. Because it's a weekday, right? People are doing work and stuff. Like, they're not there. And uh, Everybody <clears throat> listening to your show is like, what? Seriously? Come on now. Well, but that's the thing. <laughs> you only lost, uh, let me think, 
you only lost the boop show and three episodes of TMS. I'm not saying that's not significant. So, you know, True. I don't like missing TMS ever, but but it didn't really ding stuff overall because all the rest of the big stuff that happens later in the week all starts today anyway. So today, all tomorrow, the big and stuff Saturday. starts today. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm just saying, you know, like we and then and but but the biggest advantage is you're not there on a weekend where the things are just overcrowded and everyone's annoying and and all that stuff. So I kind of did make it really nice not to to be able to go to breakfast in the morning and on a Saturday or Sunday it would have been a lot harder. Hey, what do you think about old people not by the hot tubs talking about politics? How'd you feel about that? Oh my gosh! Did you like that? Did you enjoy that? That was interesting. Is that the highlight of your trip? Was uh, listening to Francine and Bill over there with their. That was a real good time. So let me explain. I we, just can't believe it. I just can't believe I it. I just can't believe it, she said many times. I can't <laughs> believe how many times she says I can't believe it. But it was funny because um, so so the place we went to was really cool because they had this hot tub situation <laughs> where there's like six of them. Mm-hmm. Six different hot tubs. They were kind of um, They're like nestled into the mountain. Off of, they had like a waterfall going into them. Yeah. And they're like kind of smushed of into the side of the mountain. So they've got like natural rock stuff and and they're staggered so they seem like they're almost like part of some it's fancy look like a natural spring I yeah think. it was yeah. cool it's really cool anyway and the nice thing too is there have a rule right now where you can only be you can only occupy that with you and someone you're with someone in the same household it's like one per hot tub one yeah. person per hot tub unless you live in the same house so you can't just you can't just wander up and go excuse me i'm getting in your freaking hot tub <laughs> so that was nice once you had one right and that's, that's again true. we probably benefited from the sunday through wednesday thing because hardly anybody was there so we got the hot tub anytime we wanted it but anyway that was a pretty cool uh, uh deal afterwards there's these two big fire pits where people are you know they, there's chairs you can sit around them or whatever and there's a couple there from Illinois, I remember him saying, and the other couple's from Salt Lake. And they were all super, they, they just started talking. They're probably in their pushing 60s. Um, you know, you meet a stranger, you get talking, and before you know it, you're talking about the weather and or politics and or whatever right like that's just how this goes I'd when say you're they were even a little older because they were talking about their grandkids in school oh yeah that might so be they i might feel be. like that had to be a little bit yeah even a little older so so they but were was, there was a lot of well did you hear and no i can't believe and why don't they just blah blah blah, our, blah. G- our governor <laughs> is a real piece of work our governor that kind of thing uh yeah but they were they were what's funny is they were both uh seemed pretty conscientious about vaccination and they were both saying oh yeah we're fully vaxxed we're yeah. trying to do this and that my son's mm-hmm. a, my son's a doctor this and that and all you know all these back and forths uh, that was all fine they weren't saying anything that was like offending me or anything no it, it, none of it was negative it was just really funny to but i couldn't be there very long to hear people that have never met what was your name again yeah <laughs> what was your name again oh gladys all right so here's the story gladys and i just kept thinking I think I can sit through this. I think I can sit through this. And the fire's nice. I don't want to leave. But then somebody said something like, what was it? Just something just, it's like a worm that crawled into my <laughs> apple. And I was just like, all he right. looks at me and goes, I got to get out of here. Yeah, I got to go. <laughs> I can't do this. We should go inside and pay too much money for a Coke. Which is the other thing I wanted that's, to talk about. That's every hotel right but we gotta we gotta get some sense to this all right so you're already paying a lot for like resort (laughs) fees and everything else but this place had this price list 
of pre- and post-tax prices for things like a bag of chips, a bottle of water, a uh, Pepsi Zero, whatever, right? Uh, it's all r- ridiculous. The water bottles were five bucks. You've been to Disneyland. I know. It's just... fine. You've been to BlizzCon. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> those were eight or nine bucks, those water bottles. That's true. Yeah. So it is what it is. When you go to a resort, it's always going to be that way. I just love how they're like But proudly... we did bring our own water bottles. We were, you know, yeah, we did. We're, we're... we're reusable these days. Yeah, we stayed uh, hydrated. And uh, yeah, it was all good. I also have one thought about uh, cable television programming in hotels. Okay. Okay. All right. I haven't shared this with you, so I'm going (laughs) to do it now. Um, in the hotel they have you know there always someone's always got Food Network. That's just the deal. It's on there, right? A standard in today's world of television (laughs) entertainment, the Food Network. All right. But then right above that they got something called the Cooking Network, which I hadn't heard of. It was the first time for me. Did you know it existed before? No, I, I hadn't ever seen it before either. See, now that tells me something because you're on this stuff. You know these things. I, I mean, didn't. at home we don't have that, so I don't know. Yeah. So uh, When's the last time we stayed anywhere? <laughs> it's been a while. Point. It may yeah. have been here a while. And this app may exist. In, like I could probably run this app on some device and have the Cooking Network channel, Cooking Channel, whatever it is. Um, but it's like, it's weird because you'll be watching the Food Network and it's a lot of cooking. Yeah, that's true. And then you watch the cooking channel and it's a lot of food. <laughs> no one's cooking anything. They're They've, just talking about the food. Yeah, they yeah. flip their words. It's like MTV. Come on. Or TLC. Tender yeah. tender Loving Care, whatever the it's The Learning like. Channel? Yeah, or the, yeah, the Learning Channel. <laughs> <laughs> and all I learn on there is about uh, giant uh, twin sisters who are trying to lose a thousand pounds between the two of them. <laughs> Right? We're learning. I'm not learning. learning. (laughs) I'm not learning anything. But anyway, it's just the stark reminder that cable's freaking weird. It's weird. Yeah. You know? It's not what it used to be. Well, and every five minutes is a commercial. Well, yeah. 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 That boat sailed, though. We knew that was bad. But in like MTV's case, I saw no music. I know this isn't (laughs) new either, right? I saw nothing. I saw a movie with Jennifer Aniston in it. Part of it. And also, everything they had on anything was sped up, and you could hear it. Everyone sounded like chipmunks, so they could fit more commercials in. Well, once again, you get used to it. See, this very well could have been the discussion between uh, Illinois and the other people. It could have been just complaining it about television. Been. What's got, what's happened to television and the commercials <laughs> and the you know that could have been that could have been what got them to get up and leave. That's true. But we didn't do it. We didn't. We didn't expose them to to my problems. Anyway, nope, we just walked away quietly like the normal people we are. <laughs> We're pretty normal around here. But it was a lot of fun, and uh, we look forward to getting away again. <laughs> if, if anything, it was too short, and um, I still don't feel prepared to be home and back to it. I don't feel like I'm, I don't feel like I'm ready. Like today. Well, it's because you kind of, it takes a day, maybe a day and a half to get into vacation mode to just calm and relax and not have your brain going, Ugh. Yeah. And then to come back after you're you've now relaxed, you're calm, you're you know, yeah, I think you're in vacation mode, and then it's like, oh wait, it's time for TMS. Six days, <laughs> six days, is what you need. I think. I think, yeah, a week is probably the right amount. Because you get two days to get used to it. By day three, you're finally ah, yeah. And then three, four, and five, and then sixth day, you're like, okay, I'm ready yeah. to get started to get back. 
Yeah, it's never long enough. You're right. All right. Well, we'll work on that for our next one. <laughs> That'll be our 30th. Our, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, stop it. I don't like it's being this old. Bad. It's not stop bad. It. It's 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 all very good. It's good. It's like saying, uh, "Hey, what you? What are some of the things you've done in your life?" Well, I married. I'm still married to the person I fell in love with 30 years later. That's a big. That's, that's a, a big good deal. thing. Yeah. Right. What would you? How would you say it? Because that's mind, how I say it. Keep in mind, our 30 years the same year. I thir- I turned 50. Holy shit! <laughs> fitty man, you'll be fitty. How do, you, how do you feel about that? I don't like it when you say it that way. <laughs> you don't like fitty? That. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the problem? Uh, but you're ready. You're good. I'm fine. Birthdays yeah. don't really... I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. And then, so, okay, do you think we'll be one of those couples that hits like, you know, 70 or something? You know, like Jimmy Carter um, is like 70 years married now. My parents are 50. Last. Years married? Yeah, really? 50 years married in December of last year. Oh, nice. Man, that's a lot of years of your mom judging everything, though. <laughs> Stop. It's a lot, man. <laughs> but no, for real, like, um, we'll, we could, we'll easily hit 50. We can do that, right? We could do that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Van will be 23 years 22, old. 22, 23 years yeah, old. Yeah, that'll be weird. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Ah, I don't like it. Why did we bring this up? <laughs> it's now I'm bummed out. Um, Not really. <laughs> he won't be laughing like that anymore. <laughs> oh, Unfortunately, he was laughing like that yesterday. We went to um, there in our HOA subdivision thing. They have um, boats, little kayaks you can go use. Yep. And we took him out last night on the kayaks, and he just can't get it up. He just leans back and just look at the ducks. Yeah, you know? he loves hey, it. Nana, how are you? Just real calm about it. But we got done, and he was laughing his head off because we started rolling Taylor started rolling down the hill of grass yeah. to show him how to do it because yeah. she was trying to figure out how to roll down the hill yeah. laughing 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 at her oh yeah and then finally figured out how to do it and was just couldn't stop laughing it was so funny this is an enormous step forward for a kid any kid of any age when you do your first roll down a hill in the grass <laughs> it's a mo it's a it's like it's like any other major step you in your just life didn't know you could get that drunk high feeling from rolling down a hill and make yourself sick dude he was really into it he's super into it right now he's such a funny kid he's like he wants to the minute he sees my sees me take my phone out he knows that means time to sit in my lap and what's the name of that game uh jurassic park or sorry jurassic world alive it's basically pokemon go but with dinosaurs and he knows how to play it i picked up my phone i got a spam risk immediately so i picked it up i don't want any spam i'm gonna hit decline decline that's yeah but uh he loves it he wants to sit and catch dinosaurs he wants to watch them walk around he's upset when we're all out of dinosaurs to catch and i'm like well bud to do that we got to get up and walk like two blocks <laughs> and there's some more dinosaurs over there and you know he just doesn't he wants to oh there you go oh i should have taken that call tally that's a good idea all right if i get another spam call during the show okay. I'll, I'll take it and we'll just see if we can mess with them a little bit on the air because <laughs> those guys suck all right uh, let's uh, move on. We got we got a got a uh, a segment today. We got things today. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna bring Bobby in, and we're gonna do a little science segment. You've never been here for this. So I haven't. You'll have fun. I'm excited. Yeah, I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, Bobby joins us most Thursdays, and we get to hang out. And I always play this. I think science will make you go poo poo. Yeah, that's right. It's Bobby <laughs> Frankenberger joining us all the way from South Carolina, as he does many Thursdays in the month. 
to talk about some science. Bobby, welcome back how, to the show. How embarrassing that that's the first thing that Kim gets to hear from me. I know. You're, you've never voiced a voice with her, and the first words out of your mouth is poo-poo. Well done, dude. Well done. I guess that's my fault. It's I got say that to... about Scott a lot, too. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> that's true but uh look at look at you man how, how are you doing how's life what's what's uh what's the world for you right now how are you feeling i'm i'm doing great uh, thanks for asking oh well you know you want to check um, in with your friends and see how they're doing we just haven't been able to do this for a while and i feel like yeah. uh you know we've we've uh we've missed out on some scientific knowledge since you've been gone yeah there's you know it's all covid related usually so you're not missing out on a lot. Yeah, that's a good point uh so let me ask you this uh since Kim's here, it seems like maybe it'd be appropriate if you came with, I don't know, some food science, maybe. So, Oh, yes. Oh, oh right. look, he's ready with food <laughs> science because Kim loves food. No, she loves to cook. That's what she loves. So uh, lay it on us. What'd you, what'd you bring this week? Is it bad to say that someone loves food? Does that imply? Other, is that why you? It just implies is that you, why you turned out of that? Like if I say to somebody, "Oh, I love food," it feels like I'm saying I love to just pound it in and never stop, and then you know, be a disgusting pig after. It feels like that's what I'm saying. No, nah, I love food. Yeah. it's fine. It's fine to love food anyway. Yeah. You, but I really enjoy. I cooking love food. It. Yeah, you like cooking it almost more than eating it, right? That's your thing. Speaking speaking of vacations, that's what that's how me and my wife plan all of our vacations the first thing we do well the first thing we do is decide where we're going to stay and the second thing we do is find out what restaurants are in walking distance absolutely uh, i totally <laughs> agree with you yeah yeah i we do that too i'm always yeah. looking up as soon as the city is determined then it's like okay where are we gonna go yeah yeah it's what are we going to eat, and can we fit anything else in between those meals? <laughs> well, you know, you got to have got to have markers, right? You got to have your you got yeah. you got to know where you're going to go, and then where you're going to eat, and then the rest of it falls into place. Because if you're eating, yeah. you're you're meeting. Nope, that rhymed, but it didn't make any sense. <laughs> anyway, speaking of meat, yeah, meat. Um, <laughs> I've got a pretty, I've got some food science to talk about, and it's uh, it's it's probably the most controversial topic that I'm going to bring to you ever, like probably ever. Whoa. Ooh. All right. All right. I'm in. And that is, I'm going to make a lot of people mad because, um, I wanted to look into this. I'm going to be grilling some steaks tonight for dinner. Mm. And I, there's always this question that comes up when you're cooking meat on high heat. And that is, um, this idea of, of searing the meat and it's sealing in the juices. Have you heard this before? Uh, mm -hmm. well, yeah, I have. Yeah. Because that's the idea. Yeah. You sear it and then seal in the juices. Well, that's that's supposed to be the idea. But what I'm here to tell you <laughs> is that that is a myth. What? <laughs> uh, I, I don't even know what to say. How, how is this a myth? Tell me more. I must yeah. know more. <laughs> well, um, so yeah, so the, the question is, does, does searing meat really seal in or lock in the juices? And the short answer to the question is no. But we should talk about what searing actually is and why it's good and why you should do it anyway, regardless of whether it's it's um, sealing in juices. So why do you have the experience, either of you, Kim or Scott, do you guys have the experience that you of, of enjoying meat more? when you've seared the outside of it regardless of the meat you know chicken oh, yeah. yes steak. makes it crispy and yeah 
100%. I'd say juicy, but apparently I was wrong. Well, oh, okay. <laughs> but if you sear it on the outside, the inside tends to not be, you know, as cooked. Like if you're doing, let's say, a rare steak and the outside mm-hmm. is like seared, that means it's, you know, kind of crispy and brownie and whatever on the outside. And then the inside right. is all bloody and yummy. Um, <laughs> you in a, in a way, you, while you didn't, your process didn't seal that in there as previously right. discussed. But it's still in there. You know what I mean? Like it's still the got- juices are still in there. Right. Well, the thing about uh, thing about cooking any meat and why it doesn't seal anything. At first of all, if you've ever seen a piece of cooked meat, or even if it's seared, like if you really think about it a little bit, the the idea of it locking anything in is not really all that plausible. It's not like it creates an impenetrable shell. <laughs> you know, like there are cracks all throughout the surface, like right. and juice comes out of that crack. Yeah. Um so so the and and heating up meat in general, what what when you heat up meat, what it does is the proteins that are in the meat, they they um they sort of denature and then they shrink and squeeze a little bit and they actually squeeze juice out of the meat they squeeze the water out of the meat mm. so it sort of does the opposite of just the act of heating stuff up does that but you're not wrong scott about what you said about the uneven nature of the heating because it's when you're searing something you're doing it with really high heat right and it cooks the outside and then the inside tends to be cooler and what that does is it's, it, the inside is going to more slowly cool. And the outside that is heating up and squeezing out juices, some of those, some of that moisture is going to come out mm. just on its own. But it's, some of it is actually going to get pushed further in. And, and so for a little while, the inside of the meat does seem to be juicier. Yeah. But it's not that the searing is locking it in there. It's just that the act of heating in general has pushed moisture into the center of the meat like the steak say um and what do they always say after you cook meat what are you supposed to do do you cut into it and eat it right away i mean i do well <laughs> <laughs> i mean if you're asking me you're what i do you're supposed to let it sit are you yeah right how long are you supposed, supposed to let to... it sit how, what's the deal there i don't i don't i i think people do different things but i think like the general rule of thumb is what like five minutes or mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. okay yeah five minutes of sitting that's a lifetime for me when there's a big fresh steak. Well, it's in front about of me. the time it takes to tell you, "Hey, there's a steak up here for you," and you come upstairs. It's oh. about five minutes. <laughs> okay, so you artificially <laughs> right. control my my steak clock, is what you're saying? Yes. Okay, that's fine. The steak clock. Good now to know. He knows. <laughs> Meat uh, clock. Why do we call um, them juices? By the way, why don't we call them? Because uh, it's, it's kind of gross, isn't it? Juice. Juice is know. like a juice fr- is fruit good. thing. Fruit juice out of a piece of meat seems like a weird thing that we've done. <laughs> That's just. I mean, that's true. (laughs) Meat juice. All right. Sorry. Anyway, we don't call it meat juice. Uh, Call it broth. Not not if you want to you to not be grossed out. Um, But uh, but so the reason you let it sit though is because the the out the parts of the meat that you've cooked that have tightened up and they're squeezing out juices. And then they pushed a bunch of that extra juice into the center of the cut where it's cooler. Yeah. The reason you let it sit is because as the the meat on the outside cools off again, those proteins like kind of open back up, and that that juice that was that that moisture that was pushed to the to the inside cool parts of the steak, yeah. um, slowly migrate back out to the rest of the steak where because because the proteins are are moving farther so, apart. Like, that's why it. you're letting it rest. Oh, that's interesting. 
So, so yeah. you're really talking about the, like the microphysics of this thing in a way. And you don't think about that usually when you eat. When you eat, you're like, that's too well done or that's too bloody or my fork <laughs> fell on the floor or whatever. Right. And, but instead we're saying, no, 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 let's get down on the microscopic level. What's actually going yeah. on? What is your food yes. doing? I think that's a good way to think about food. I feel like it makes us more, um, Aware. Oh, aware is a good way of putting it, but also just instead of me looking at a plate with a bunch of things on it that I want to devour in, in no time flat, instead mm-hmm. I can maybe take a second and go, well, all right, I'm enjoying this because it's done this way and it's got a physicality of the deal. And you know what I mean? Like, I, I yeah, can, <laughs> I it's can, reabsorbed all the fluids. Right, plate. and your li- uh, the juices, Kim. The juices is the what juices. they're called, the meat juice. <laughs> but the point is, like, yeah. you know, thinking about your food more probably is a better way of approaching a meal than just scarfing it down and hoping your body reacts the way you're you're used to. You know what I mean? Mindful eating. Well, there you go. Slow mindful down eating and mindfully eat your food. Yeah. Yes, mindfully eat it for sure, and you can appreciate a lot of where all the flavor and stuff is happening. Mm-hmm. And why it's there. So why do we sear then? Because I did say you should still. I am plan on searing steaks tonight. And it's still better to sear the steaks. Yeah. Um, and the reason is because there's something interesting chemically happening when you, you sear the steak. And it creates that brown crust. The interesting thing is that it tastes delicious. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> the important part. That's what we want in the end, right? Right. Yeah. Right. So that's the trade-off, right? Technically, so some some people will tell you, oh, you need to actually grill your steaks at a at a super low temperature because that makes it so the moisture doesn't get pushed out is and, and it becomes more moist on the inside. So the, the trade-off of searing is actually it does end up drier. That's true. Um, but not significantly drier if if you're not overcooking the inside. It's it's just a little bit drier on the outside. But the trade-off is you're getting this delicious outside. And it's caused by a reaction called the Maillard reaction. I'm sorry, the Mallard reaction? Ma- There's an A in there. Or an A-I at the beginning. Male. Male lard. Male lard. So wait a minute. Is that a guy's name? Is that... Yeah, okay. this guy back in the 1800s who discovered this was uh, something something male art. <laughs> Got it. What right. man? What is okay? Can First we just guy making your steaks for a second here? Yeah. Why do we always name stuff after people when they've got the worst <laughs> names? Like Aspergers is a terrible name. <laughs> male art is a bad name. Like you, you need to be the Johnson effect or the <laughs> the Wilson attribute or something. Yeah, you know what the, I mean? the crispy delicious effect. Yes. There you go. That's what I want. Oh, I don't know why that annoys me. I always hate it when someone gets something named after them and they have the worst name. It's like, dude, you know you have a bad name and now you've ruined it forever, but whatever. Heimlich. There's another one. Heimlich maneuver. Heimlich, yeah. I I don't know. Heimlich is good because it kind of like sounds like what's happening, you know? That's true. That's true. It's kind of like, (laughs) you don't want to call that the Johnson effect. No. (laughs) No, you don't want the Johnson effect no matter what you do. Do So when you, okay, let me ask you this. Um, Yeah. You can sear a steak on a pan and you can sear a snake, sneer a snake, sear a steak on a grill. grill. In your hand. In in your hand. (laughs) And we're going for You can sear a steak. Yeah, keep going. (laughs) Oh, Dr. Seuss rolling in his grave. What's left of him? Um, So, uh, why are they so different? Wildly different. Because when you do it with a a grill, it's so much better than with a pan, but you're still kind of doing the same thing. So, well, I don't know. I think that comes down to taste, right? Like, I think some people do like it on, uh, on a pan you have to get it hot enough like a cast iron 
skillet mm-hmm. can get hotter than your regular like Teflon pan, um, and it'll hold that heat more easily because like you know Kim you know this whenever you put food onto a pan you have to expect and you have to know it's going to cool down right yes to some degree as soon as you put food on it the temperature of the pan goes down yes cast iron is probably your best bet on that because a lot of the grill um, things on your grill are made from cast iron oh you mean the Mm -hmm. like the Mm -hmm. the the grill what are those called (laughs) Grates. Grates. You're so great. Yeah, you're very great with the grates. (laughs) Do you put your steaks up high on the grates? Because that means you're a high stakes kind of (laughs) guy. Oh, gosh. Married 29 years. Anyway, moving on. The reason it's so good to make sure you keep that high temperature, though, is because temperature is really important in the mired mired reaction i think is what lennon ate in the chat room said that i was i was pronouncing oh it it's mired um okay yeah so forget <laughs> everything we said about male lard um <laughs> i'm not sure mired is any better but it's fine yeah whatever but uh temperature is really really important there because you have to have it hot enough so the the mired reaction what it is is it's a very complex reaction between proteins and sugars so meat is a lot of protein but there is sugar inside there are sugars inside there and in the presence of heat, it causes the proteins and the sugars to combine in a certain way that creates delicious tastes and smells yeah. and mm. all kinds of stuff. It actually doesn't happen in just meat. It happens in bread. Bread gets its uh, brown color on the outside because of that. Potatoes, when you cook potatoes or eat coffee even. Um, oh, it, weird. It gets its brown and its aroma from the mired reaction. But it, like everything that you can roast or toast or uh, grill, like all those things that that, uh, that vegetables undergo this mm-hmm. sometimes yeah. or oftentimes. Now, if you get uh, if you get burnt, is that it what does makes the it, same thing? Well, yeah, but no, I know that. <laughs> but is it is that what makes it third degree? Is that you got the mired effect happening? On your arm or your no, leg or whatever. I, th- I think that just has to do with how much of your, how much, what layer of skin you have burned through. Okay. <laughs> I mean, and I and I say this You've knowing caramelized real nicely, Mister John. Yeah. I can't think of anything worse than like act, the third degree burning. So no. I'm I'm just saying, but you know, so I'm not trying. If not you if you start light. doing a mired reaction, it would be confusing though, right? It's really <laughs> painful, but also smells great, right? <laughs> Think about that. I've always thought about this. Like, if you walk yeah. into a house where someone's burning, does your brain oh get boy. the conflict in your head of like, I know there's someone burning upstairs? I like his reaction. There's, oh boy, here we go. Yeah, no, everyone does. <laughs> I've you, been around long enough. This is. I love to. I like to. I like thought experiments. So you, but you, and you know it's happening. It's horrible. You're getting in there to save this man. Whatever you got to do. But also, you smell the lovely wafting. You know, barbecue-y kind of goodness. Are you going to be distracted by your mouth watering? (laughs) (laughs) But then, okay, but my guess is what happens is then you have no taste for it anymore. Like, you would would experience that, and then the next time... You lose the taste for human flesh. Yeah, yeah. But you wouldn't want to eat a steak again because you'd be kind of PTSD'd about it, right? I might be. I I think I might be. (laughs) Yeah, I could never be a firefighter. No. Oh, I couldn't do it. For that reason. No. Although I, uh, Kim and I kept seeing a, a promo for some show on what network was it? True, the True Network, and they had some comedy about firefighters. It looked okay. It looked all it right. Looked really funny. Yeah, like maybe a, a <laughs> kind of a superstore kind of vibe. I don't know. It seemed all right. Yeah, 
Um, anyway, uh, well, all right. Food science, everybody. We've done it. We've learned it. We it's all you need to know. Steaks. And I'm jealous yeah. of what you're going to eat tonight. That's that's pretty rad. Why don't you share with the yeah. folks uh, what else is going on on uh, your show, where they can find it, all that stuff. I will. I'm going to give you the last couple of tips for if you're cooking your Ooh, meat tips. and you don't and you want to maximize the Maillard reaction because you need it to get hot enough. If it's not hot enough, Kim, what, you, do you, have you ever put a too much chicken in a pan and tried to cook it and it just oh, yeah. boils basically it just boils it just all the water comes out of it it just is gross wait is that yeah, juice so as don't... well is that a, is that a chicken juice is that what we're talking about mm-hmm. yeah That's yeah that chicken is? juice right. um <laughs> but uh, you don't want that to happen so you want it to be dry so the so if you're going to cook your steak or any meat dry it out first is a good idea um and uh, pat it down dry it out or if you're and if you're going to salt it you need to salt it either right before you cook it immediately before or um or a long time before like 45 minutes ahead so that why is that is that pat it down and well, salt it i got gotcha. you why why yeah. <laughs> what would be the point of uh salt i mean if you salted it while it was cooking that's a bad idea you don't want to do that you can do that too okay um but like when you're cooking a steak like if you're grilling you often want that crust on the outside and salt can be a really tasty component mm-hmm. to that so people will salt ahead of time um, but the reason you don't want to do it too far ahead of time is because salt draws the water out. And if you bring water to the surface, then it in, it, it interferes with that reaction happening because, because if you have a bunch of water on the surface of the meat, then that has to like steam off first. And that water can only get up to like 100 degrees Celsius and it needs to be hotter right. for the rea- this mired reaction to happen. That makes sense. Um, yeah. So anyway, those are your two tips. Um, but uh, yeah, so enjoy your steak. <laughs> but if you want to hear more yeah. about sciencey stuff, yeah, I've got the All Around Science podcast. We just this past week talked about hurricanes because we're in the middle of hurricane season. Mm. So just enjoying the science of how hurricanes form, which is really fascinating, actually. How like it just you wonder, like, how does how is there nothing right. in the middle of the ocean and then suddenly a gigantic storm? Right. You know, that's what right, I wonder. Right. We got uh, we have a cool listener, uh, Hunts the Wind, who flies into those things in like an yeah. airplane goes right into the center of it and does a bunch of readings and science stuff and it mm-hmm. blows me away it's one of the coolest jobs of any listener i'm sure that we have it's just such a rad yeah, thing that's pretty fat but uh it's intense man it's a giant <laughs> storm it's a yeah we storm. talk about what they do on the on that episode we talk about why they're going into the storms yeah um flying into them it's not just for fun <laughs> yeah it's uh, it's believe it's not. It not. Yeah, believe it or not, believe hurricanes. Or not. Hurricanes not just for fun anymore. Turns <laughs> out, all around science. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Bobby, have a fantastic week. We'll see you soon. Thanks. Bye now. Okay. Okay. Uh, Bobby's great. We I love think Bobby. we have to have steaks for dinner now. Um, <laughs> it sounds so good. <laughs> you know, you're not wrong. I would eat a steak okay. right now. Do we have some? We do. <gasps> for real. For real. Like that we can just take out and put on a thing? i have and... to defrost them. Are you worried about Maynarding them? I will, I will defrost them and then pat them down and assault them. Imagine I being mean, that. salt them. Assault the ice, which is the <laughs> I get what you did there. Uh, see, I would be teased for that, but because it's you, everyone will love your All joke. All right. Yeah, that's how that'll go. Um, here's the deal. Do we want to, uh, so when that happens, do we just say a little, a little thought in our head for, for Mr. Maynard, who it's named after or Maynard, Maynard, what is it? Maynard. Maynard. All right. So I'll say, oh, look, it's that Maynard effect. And then we'll quietly bow our heads and say, oh, we're grateful for, for Maynard. And then we'll eat steak. Yeah. I look forward to it. (laughs) All right. Uh, that's that.
Get a little protein in your life, everybody. Let's move on and do a little bit of the news. Here it is. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. In the news this morning, good morning. Time for us to do the news. Brought to you by a little show called The Skim Show. That's short for Scott and Kim Show. Let's talk about it for a second. Uh, All right. It's the show Kim and I try to do every week, although sometimes we get bumped. <laughs> it's busy, you know. Busy lives. Busy, busy lives. But we get to sit around and talk about the... It's a lot like this, honestly. We get to just kind of hang out and talk. And uh, uh, we usually don't have much of a format. Like TMS has more of a format. But uh, we talk about our kids and about Van and about stuff and what's going on in our lives. What's going on? Yeah, what weird neighbor thing happened, that kind of stuff. (laughs) Everyone Uh, wants to hear about our neighbors. (laughs) I meant to ask uh, Bobby. uh, So so hurricane-wise, real quick here. So Kim's from uh, a little town called Bay St. Louis, Mississippi. Mm Mm-hmm. And a little, uh, I guess the town is now Kiln. Is it Kiln? No, that's just where my parents moved That's where your parents to. moved to. Okay. Correct. Which is the hometown of Brett Favre. Okay, so that gives you an idea of how cool that is. Uh, not <laughs> really. went to high school with Brett Favre. Yeah, she went to high school with Brett I Favre. I was like a freshman. He, was senior. I not, he would not know who I was. Yeah, he had a bit of a reputation at the <laughs> school. <laughs> and I didn't. <laughs> For some reason, there is a dog in my crotch. Hello, Rainer. <laughs> Hello. Rainer just showed up. I don't know how she got in here. It's fine, though. She's the nice door and, wasn't shut. It's totally fine. That's, That's your fault. Um, so uh, what was my point? Oh, <clears throat> so she grew up around there and yep. seen her share of uh, storms, although you never lived there during one of the massive ones. I guess when you were a little baby, My dad did. did. My dad was there for Hurricane Camille. Camille, which is the one that b- put like whole ships up into the coast, right? Yeah. I was there for Hurricane Elena, but we did stay home. It didn't flood. Yeah. But we were out of uh, electricity for two weeks. Two weeks? We cooked. I remember cooking grits over an open fire in the backyard. Ooh. Did that make him tolerable so you could actually stand the grits? <laughs> I love grits. What I, are you talking about? I like your grits. You make good grits. I'll give you that. But most grits, most places, bleh, not good. Kim makes amazing grits, though. I do. Cheesy. Cheesy mm. grits. That's the key. Get the cheesy cheese in there. Grits. If you I don't, don't have. Some people like their sweet. You need your cheese, you need your salty uh, your business, butter. and your butter. Butter. Yeah. And maybe just salty butters. And you if you really like tomatoes, yeah. they're really good in that, too. <laughs> Hold on a minute. What if I don't like tomatoes? Then don't put tomatoes in yours. All right. Don't put that in there. Anyway, the point is, um, <laughs> a lot of people have asked if Ida affected anybody we know. Um, we do have family, or Kim has family down there in Louisiana still, uh, but they're up north more. No, I mean... Or how, how did... Do we know yet? Have we heard how everyone fared? Not yet. We've been out of town. Not yet. I'm going to talk to my dad today. He will have talked to everyone, find out if anyone um, was in trouble. I think a lot of them evacuated. Yeah. To up north. Right. Which, you know, again, they're all kind of used to this in a way. Cause it, well, used to it, yes. Sick <clears throat> of it also. Yeah, they don't want to... They don't want to deal with it anymore. Yeah. I don't. Did you see those subway videos in New York? The the storms from Ida were like dumping rain in the subways, mm. or not rain, so but just crazy. flood just rain flooding. water. Yeah, it's really bad. Anyway, uh, storms they're no fun, and um, but we we don't think anybody has has been hurt on our side. But we'll you know we'll like keep you posted. You'll check with your dad yeah. today and see what's going on. Uh, all right. So that was that kind of preoccupied our brains when we first got up to the to Park City. It was yeah. Like, oh. Well. It was 16 years to the day. That's, that was Katrina, crazy. Right? It was on our anniversary 16 years ago. And don't forget, wasn't it 05 that your parents moved here uh, earlier was, that same it year? It was 04 exactly to the day, which oh, is really crazy. Oh, I didn't crazy. know that. That's weird. Okay, a so it was a year. The day before 
Katrina hit, they moved here. Yeah. Which is really weird, too. Yeah. And they and the house they moved from, water to the ceiling, right? Nine feet. Oh, yeah. That's bad. Water. That is water to the ceiling. Nine yeah, feet. Yeah. It was in the, the, um, what is it? Next to your gutters. The soffits. Your, uh, the, what? What's that? The soffits. So- like I've the, never heard of that. It's what? right up under your gutters. A soffit? Yes. I don't like these new words I'm learning. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So she's. Uh, did the dog leave? No, I think so. Okay. Anyway, she's got um resilient Southern uh family who uh are are pretty good at being doing all the right stuff, being prepared, all that. So they're they're doing okay. All right. Moving on. That has nothing to do with the Skim Show, although it probably <laughs> will because we'll talk about it. But watch for one of those coming soon. If you haven't subscribed to it, you can find it over at frogpants.com/skim or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Let's move to this story. A woman was arrested for using a fake Moderna vaccine. I said that that way for a reason. Uh, to travel to Hawaii, and Hawaii's super super hardcore about this. They're not playing around. They don't just want hardcore. They are asking people to stop coming. Yeah, guys, slow down. Yeah. Just a few of you at a time. Everyone yeah. stand in line. Change your vacation plans and don't come here, basically, is what they're saying. They just don't have a lot of hospitals and places for the people that live there that get COVID. Yeah. To, you know, be hospitalized. Yeah. So it's really scary when you're running out of space on the beaches and then you're running out of space in hospitals. So plus then you only imagine. Then you have dumb people like this who sneak in. Just trying to sneak in. You're like, why? If you're gonna if you're gonna be loud and proud about not getting your vaccine, don't pretend you did. Yeah, here's here's the here here's column A and column B. Column A free. Go into a anywhere. And get the vaccine. Going to it anywhere. And you've got a free vaccine, and you are now you're legitimately vaccinated, and you can go anywhere you want that may need you to show proof of said vaccination. Mm-hmm. Option two, column two, is what she chose from, which is make a fake one, put a very unfortunate uh, uh, misspelling, Spelling. yeah, <laughs> and then get fined a ton of money and possibly jail time. But column A also helps keep people safe. Well, yeah, but like she... If let's think about it for a minute. I'd like to put... Uh, there's a boot I could put on and put in a certain place with her if she didn't mind. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Uh, all right. The so mad boot. This is an <laughs> Illinois woman. Uh, she traveled to Hawaii with a fake COVID-19 vaccination card, and it had a major typo, according to authorities. Police arrested Chloe M- Rozak, uh, age 24. Carter, it's one of yours. It's one of your people. <laughs> <clears throat> After receiving a tip that she used a fake uh, vaccine card to get into Hawaii... On August twenty third, oh, they received a tip. Yeah, they got so a tip. So someone called it in. Yeah, somebody, <laughs> somebody's not the friend you think they are. If um, you're gonna do that, don't tell anyone. Don't just, say. Just yeah. don't do that. Just don't do that. Hawaii News Now, that's the name of the organization, uh, reported this story. She allegedly submitted the fraudulent document to Matt, uh, bypass a mandatory ten day quarantine for unvaccinated visitors. Uh, the error uh, that stood out for authorities was Moderna, spelled normally M-O-D-E-R-N-A, was spelled Maderna, M-A-D-E-R-N-A, which sounds like Medea, the lady, the man lady. <laughs> what's the deal with that? What, uh, I can't think of the guy's name. Medea, what's the deal with that? Yeah, that sounds like one of the movies. <laughs> Medea, what's the deal with that? Anyway, the handwritten card stated that Mrozak, sounds like a, she's she's her own kind of pill, that name. It's a crazy name. <laughs> Received two doses of COVID-19 vaccine in Delaware from National Guard members. Uh, officials in Delaware reportedly told investigators they could not find evidence of her vaccinations in their medical records. Investigators said they initially had trouble tracking down Mrozak, 
uh, because the hotel reservation she gave an airport screener was also incorrect. Oh, yeah, uh, twice. I so heard about one of these in going into Canada. They decided to use fake vaccination cards and were fined over $8,000. I don't know if that was individually or together. Eight grand. Yeah. And then probably kicked off of that airline for the rest of their lives. In Canadian, that's like 10 grand. <laughs> I don't actually but know that. I just, it's, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. What a, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> Someone says, awful lot of fraud just to go to Hawaii. I agree, Sidian. <laughs> Completely agree with that. Like, Absolutely. Why would you do that to yourself? Just get the vaccine. Carter like, says the fact that these people believe that the consequences of their actions is discrimination. <laughs> it should be studied. Oh, it will be. <laughs> Trust me, it will be. Uh, it's true. Uh, moving on. Belgian woman. Let's get to the waffles. Okay. This is important stuff. A Belgian woman was banned from a zoo because the officials there claims claim that she had an affair with a chimpanzee. Okay. Yeah. That's a that's friends with In the past, the the last time she was at the zoo, like what's going on here? They call that friends with banana fits. (laughs) Get it? Banana fits? Do you get it? I got it. Okay. Uh Yeah, this is not an Onion article. I want to make this clear. A woman in a Belgian zoo was banned from visiting its chimpanzees after striking, uh, or sorry, striking up too close to a relationship with one of the primates. Uh, they say that the uh, Andy Timmerens has been dropped by the Antwerp Zoo. <laughs> Antwerp Zoo. I, I just love how that sounds. On a weekly basis, all for the sake of seeing Cheetah, a 38-year-old chimp who calls the zoo home. Uh, this isn't a recent, recent recent relationship either. Timurans and Cheetah have been having these little rendezvous in the past four years, waving and blowing kisses to each other from a distance. Mm. Seems harmless, doesn't it? So what's the zoo's beef? Yeah. Well, uh, this is what they say now. Her her presence in the area was proving to be a detriment a detriment to Cheetah's social development. So it's not like they caught him making out in the freaking snack room. <laughs> Okay, or whatever. <laughs> there was no like lady cheetah, not cheetah like, not like the tiger. Not <laughs> oh my goodness! Not like the wild cat is what I meant okay, to say. Okay, uh, <laughs> I'll let you have it. The chat this room's time. throwing me. Cheetah spelled chi I or no C H I T A chi I. Would you like a chai cheetah tie? <laughs> 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 okay, don't start. Don't start. You did it to me. <laughs> ah, shit. Blah, blah, blah. All right. What was I saying? I don't remember do now. It. They weren't. They weren't like uh, human. Yes, it was just an emotional affair. <laughs> yeah, they weren't like coital or whatever. You know. Um. Anyway, oh, okay. so she's thirty-eight. And she's out of there. Or oh, no, that's the name of the. That's the age of the chimp. <laughs> She's 38 and she's out of there. All right. What? She's been kicked out. <laughs> Next on the menu, sir. Uh, <laughs> I don't think you're going to get through this very Oh, easily. did you hear uh, Joe Rogan uh, got the COVID and he's using the horse uh, the horse cream, the Ooh. dewormer. Yeah. Ugh, I've heard that just gives uh, people like the permanent poops so they can't stop pooping. Uh, what happens there. Okay. So, good luck with that. I, I still don't understand... <clears throat> Anyone that is going, 
I don't know what's in your vaccine. I'm not taking it. Give me that. Yeah, give me the one. Give me the horse pills. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, what's it like? Oh, I saw a great quote yesterday. It said, I'm not taking that vaccine. I don't know what's in there. Um, but now, pardon me. I just received my pills online that I ordered from a podcast. <laughs> It's like my, my supplements or whatever. So. Oh, we don't have any supplements here. Don't you worry. Um, all right. Where are we now? Let's go. Let's be let's be done with news and okay. uh, take a break. When we come back, my <laughs> sister Wendy will be here. So this should be interesting. It's like a whole family here, man. There you go. It's weird. We're going to talk about parents and couples. Okay. Kay. All right. All right. So some of you young youngers who got married or got born, born when Kim and I were married, <laughs> uh, whatever, you'll, you'll probably get some entertainment out of it. So stick around for that. Uh, we're going to play a p- quick song. Uh, now, as you know, when, with Brian being gone, I am i really don't work that hard on getting the music right. I just kind of want to have something. And uh, I just like stuff that I like. So today, uh, our middle song is going to be 22Z. Oh, no, that's not the name of the band. It's called, oh, geez, Scott. You know, I thought I had this ready. <laughs> Give me just a moment here. TMS covers. Here we go. Scott's Songs Africa. of the Week. Here it is. New slang. So this is the this is that new slang cover that I love by Samantha Urbani. We've played it on the show before, but it's a chance to play it again because I really like it. Um, so if you like new slang as a song, then you'll really like this version of it. And uh, it's also, I don't think that's, I think that song's still not available on an album anywhere. So I think this is the only place you're going to hear it. Anyway, enjoy this. This is new slang by Samantha Urbani. And we'll be back in just a moment.
7.5,000 miles per hour. 7.5,000 miles an hour? Have you gone crazy? Use your bat loop. Her name is the morning stream, and she dances on the sand. Back everybody, did you hear Batman talking about the bat lube? Check this out. Use your bat lube. He's literally saying, use your bat lube. <laughs> and then in the cartoon, he uses bat lube to get out of a uh, oh sticky situation. Yeah, lube, honey, lube. Breaks down the sticky situation. Oh yeah. I don't know why that's. I don't know why I did that. All right. <laughs> <clears throat> Let's move on. Uh, we're gonna get my sister Wendy all up in it because today is a chance for us to create kind of a almost like a thanksgiving kind of situation here we're all together you know me and you and we're all related in some way your sister-in-law my sister mm-hmm. and um who knows what horrible thing will get said so i'm pretty excited about this except i can't find wendy's name <laughs> great it's this is going eye. great oh there it is wendy with an eye <laughs> well, i always remember wendy's the only she's the only person who doesn't um create an avatar on discord or anything else she ever uses because she doesn't care the way the rest of us care about stupid things like avatars so she doesn't have a photo for any of it she doesn't they're pretty do any fun of that. though come on i agree that's why people do it it's a huge thing but wendy's like nah not for me i think that's just her general take on that stuff all right we're calling we're calling we're walking <laughs> I'm, I'm going to pause this for a second. Look who it is, everybody. It's my sister, Wendy. Hi, Wendy. Hi. Hi. Uh, Kim's here. Hi. Hi. Hey, Kim. How are you? Are you? Do you get dragged into these things or do you like this? I do like this. Do you like <laughs> okay. this? I knew you were going to ask something like that. Yeah, no, look, um, I'm glad she's willing, of course, but uh, she's one of the more, um, you know, like whenever we do the guest host thing, she's the one that gets the most uh, uh, raves. People like having her. Oh, raves. that's nice. Yeah. Perfect. I don't okay. know why. I think Get rid of Brian, that guy. I yeah, mean, that no. guy. That guy with his traveling to Ireland pants. Anyway. Oh, so fun. I know. He's lucky he's going now because Iceland shutting down. Lots of other places are not letting Americans come in. Ireland does have a soft spot for us, though. I have he, to say. he has a slight concern. I would have this, too, that that they're going to shut him down while he's there. Meaning, uh, not him but in particular. There? Yeah, that sounds awesome. Like they don't want us <laughs> yeah, traveling. That's true. <laughs> they want to put in new restrictions for for people coming here and going out. But what happens if you're already out? Like, do you just stay? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> do they test you? I mean, again? I feel like America doesn't have any standards, so I feel like they'd let you back in. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Irish are great. I'm not worried about how they take care of him if he got stuck no, there. They but uh, they're pretty great. Yeah. Uh, well, there was a time in our country's history where we treated them like crap. You know? Oh, we always pick people to treat I like crap. Then say, it changes. Is there anyone we haven't treated? Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, well, let me say this. The Swedes, you all think, oh, Swedes, right? They're so blonde and beautiful. The yeah. Swedes were treated so badly when they got here. They had to create their enti- an entire hospital system because they wouldn't. They were not treated in regular hospitals. Is that, oh, wow, gosh. really? I didn't know that. Yeah. That's crazy. So it turns out. We were anti-white blondes for a while. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know what I like? I like. Uh, I will. I, this isn't today's topic, but maybe it would should be one day. Um, history, like reading about stuff like, like anti. I, I know everyone's sick of talking about vaccinations and stuff, but ant, the its whole anti-vax stuff 
yeah. is nothing new. Like not even oh, close no. to new. Like Long there were, time. There were times, there was a time during, uh, I was reading just two days, three days ago now, I've forgotten the details, but basically George Washington mandated that all the soldiers got inoculated for smallpox because there was a blast of smallpox going around and there there was a huge like movement of anti no we're not doing it we're never going to do it whatever like there this happens every time there's a thing is it just because we don't like to be told what to do i think as a a person i think so but as a person i think so don't you wendy like it's just i'm americans yeah (laughs) it's very specific to americans yeah well we're do i think like okay yeah you're right everyone who came here initially were like quit telling me what to do back in england or back in wherever and so then they came and just kept doing that and then you know, yeah, that's true. The, 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 it's amazing to me to see people that are like, "I'm not going to do it." Well, this could save your life. So, yeah, I mean, well, this, could, this could so save your what? the people you care about's lives. So, so, but 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 you like, still can't tell what to do. oh, that's weird. Did did I lose your mic, honey? Yeah. Oh, pull out your thing and shove it back in there, will you? <laughs> <laughs> Just the little Should the thing leave? I took off earlier, and then blow on it. Pull it out, blow on it. Sorry, she's got this a cable. This is getting it's dirty, get, and your sister's dirty. on the phone. This is not good All right, for there anybody. We go. We're good. I thought I cleaned that up. <laughs> anyway, but I went on this tear of like finding all of this historic stuff about the 1817 uh, stuff, or 1917, rather. Um, uh, other outbreaks in the 1800s. Like, there's always a faction of people who lose their minds, and usually in greater numbers than we even have now. Like, it's easy to just go, oh, this is the worst but it kind of isn't. We have more vaccinations nationally than we had in these other cases I'm mentioning. Oh, okay. uh, either vaccinations or inoculations or whatever stage we're at with the science. And um, it helps me deal with it is what I'm getting at. Yeah, that's it, it. Yeah, history helps me. Because history is like, oh yeah, right. In 69, things look like the, the whole world's going to die. Uh, yeah, that's true. Or in whatever other year where, you know, we because you're not there or you didn't experience it, it's kind of like, how I view 9-11 and how Nick views 9-11. Right. Nick's, right. Nick sees it. That's true. Nick was one and has no connection to it other than, I mean, he knows it was bad. But I also knew that Pearl Harbor was bad. But I didn't have the emotional connection to Pearl Harbor. My parents did. Or true. their parents, true. for that matter. So, I don't know why I'm saying all this. But the point is, like, it, I find it cathartic to read. I guess I, I think history is more important than ever. That's what I'm saying. We should read history and pretend that, and stop pretending like we're all experiencing everything for the first time. You know what I mean? Like just get yeah, some but we are experiencing it for the first time as the individual, which is I think what reading history does is it calms that down. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, you're not special. Just pay attention to. Uh, it does help, right? And I do think there's more to this. I was thinking, okay, why do why does anti-vaxxing sort of always exist right. whenever there is a thing. And so I'm trying to think of like the, the psychology of what it is. So the initial stuff was of course, a slave introduced the technique that was, had been started in Africa to bucket Mather. What's his name? Cotton Mather. Yeah. Um, bucket. And he, he showed how you have to make a, a scratch and then you get an infected person's, scratch and then you share the fluid and you know like obviously that was the original uh, at least starting from modern history right on, on this continent that's how you vaccinated somebody yeah. and i think man that is gross yeah. <laughs> right like yeah. 
that is that would go against your senses or your sensibility mm-hmm. and to have to believe that that was helpful and this dude is like i'm hearing this from a slave who was way smarter than him and was showing him how to do it and the guy's acting like uh and then he starts researching it and figuring it out and yeah. you know and and it comes from a i think there's a biological something about it like you're a little creeped out. You got to smear someone's blood on your blood <laughs> for good reasons, right? Like that isn't normal. And I and I wonder too, even just shots. Thinking of how we take shots, um, and some are deathly afraid, and others it's no big deal. But I do wonder if there isn't uh, something also at kind of human core to this that mm. this is why it exists exists throughout history. Versus if they're like, okay, stand in the sun. I don't know. People will do weird stuff, like yeah. smear royal on things. Look, look if somebody cured. if somebody said to you, um, uh, let's just say that, okay, I like hypotheticals, so everyone just play with me here for a second, okay? But let's say somebody said to you, all right, we found out the only cure for cancer, heart disease, and three other things <laughs> is you got to sit down and drink a hot glass of your uncle's vomit. Okay. Oh! Yeah, I know, uh, right? That's my point. Like, who would do that? Your uncle. <laughs> it doesn't have to be your uncle. It could, uncle Joel. Um, oh my god! Say it's Bless. like um, I don't know. Any? It's just that you got to drink the vomit of someone, someone who uh, had a heart attack. I don't know. And then, and 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 if and let's say the science was there, like it was there, we know. would all on the ground level anyway. When this was first introduced, be anti-vaxxers. We, we would be anti- right. We'd be anti-puke drinkers. Right. Mm-hmm. But Ugh. but later they'd figure out a way to synthesize it and science it up and get it to a place where it's not just literally drinking a glass of somebody's fresh vomit. It would be you <laughs> taking a pill or a shot or some other method of getting it. And then we'd yeah. all go, all right. Now, OK, we're here now. You know, so that's what that feels like. The original scratch and I'll share my blood with you is a little gross and off putting. But we're so far past that now, you know. Yeah, it's a lot easier. Yeah. So there's the story. Hope you guys enjoyed it. All right. Yeah, we're really scientists here, so truly write this down. Truly. Um, all right. Let's uh, let's let's do let's get to this now. Carter is in yeah. the chat room listening, so this should be fun. Hi, this Carter. Is, this isn't really about her, but uh, we thought it'd be it'd be interesting to talk about parents and at whatever stage you see your kids about to make a mistake, and you know it's a mistake. At least in your estimation, it's a mistake because I guess we'll get into that. Like what you perceive as a mistake may not be a generation, you know, who feels it's the mistake you think they're making. But let's say it's something simple like, you know, your kid's going to touch the burning stove. They don't know what that's like yet. And you as a parent now have a choice. Do I let them? (laughs) This is maybe an extreme example, but do I let them touch it and experience that and never want to touch it again? And now they've learned, truly learned through life's experience that they shouldn't touch a burning stove. Or do I step in and hopefully what I say is enough to dissuade them from doing that and finding out the hard way that it's really burning and hot? And then move from that very simple sort of obvious thing up to, you know, you've got a kid who's, I don't know, let's say, let's just use an example, three years into college and decides they're going to drop out and become a... Um, I don't know. Musician? Musician. Van life. Hashtag van life. Yeah, van life. Van life. Van life. Van life. Hashtag van life. <laughs> or something like that. And you're in the same, it's kind of the same situation where you could step in and go, you shouldn't do this. And here's all the reasons why. And if you're going to live here, you can't do it. And you know, all your whatever. Yeah, but when they go and do that anyway, they really hate that you did that. Right. So that's the question. 
do you do you just sort of stand back and go, whoa, that sounds challenging, but hey, hashtag man life, YOLO, get out of here, you know, go for it, whatever. Uh, that kind of stuff. And um, when to know when you should step in, when you shouldn't step in. But moreover, I want to know how you stop yourself from stressing because I'm a big believer in like, like if one of our kids says, Dad, I wanna, I'm, be- I'm going to become a Broadway star. And I'd go, <laughs> all right. All right, I'd, here we I, go. I'm stoked for you, even though inside I'd be going, well, I I know what that means, <laughs> and that's going to be really hard, and I don't know how you're going to do it. And there's going to be this temptation to say something. The hard part for me isn't not actually saying something or not letting them make their mistake or their success on their own, but how it eats me up in between. Yeah. That's a problem, because I think we're, you- we, Kim and I as parents are pretty good at this concept. We're bad at stewing on it later. Yeah, or I, I could... I literally bit my tongue not to say anything because I thought they've got to learn this on their own. They have to figure it out. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm up at two in the morning going, oh, what if and why? And oh my gosh, why couldn't I talk them out of this? Yeah. So that's where we're coming at from this angle. Where, how do, how do you want to approach this? Yeah, that's tough. Okay. So, so you guys will be the guinea pigs, but let's talk about uh, your foo. And those who do real steps with me know what I'm saying. Oh, your foo. <laughs> so foo okay. is your family of origin. Yeah. And people have lots of things they are that are modeled to them. They are trained in the art of um, because of their family of origin, right? So, so let's think about it for a minute. And sometimes we do just what we're trained to do. Sometimes we rebel against that training and try to do the opposite, but it ends up having the same impact. Right. So we all are kind of at different stages with a recognizing our foo issues and or, um, you know, what what how we parent in relationship to that. So, OK, so this is a general question for everyone, but you guys can answer. What is your parents style with you growing up with the same thing of your and you can both look back and say, oh, I made some mistakes. Like, how did your parents handle it? And we don't need to grade them necessarily, but just. What was their style? And then we'll talk about how that then, what happens later. So think about your parents' style in raising you with kind of letting you make mistakes, giving you freedom to, you know, enough rope to hang yourself or not. (laughs) Or, you know, what was their, what was their style? All right. Well, I'll tell you what my mom's was. Uh, She was the one that was always worried about something going bad and would like be sort of uh, you know, nervous and tell me not to do a thing. Dad okay. is the opposite. He'd be like, "No, nah, let him do it. It's fine. Let him let him try it. It's, what, what what you know? What does it hurt or whatever?" Like he he would be he was super stoked about. You know, I think like for example, me always saying when I was younger, "I just want to be an artist or a whatever." He was super uh, supportive of that every step of the way, every minute of that. Whereas I think mom was just nervous about it all the time. Even if she didn't like outright say it, her style was to be like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. That kind of thing. (laughs) And my dad's style was like, no, go for it. You know, what's you know, you don't want to die wondering if you could have. You better go for it. And I'm really glad he did. But that was their difference in styles. Uh, Kim, what was your deal? Uh, My parents were really strict. We had a large household and the second of 10. And it was kind of my way or the highway just to keep order, I feel like. Yeah, that's a, a lot, lot of going bodies. on. Yeah, it's a lot of bodies, a lot going on. We learned very early age to work really hard because everyone had to pull their weight. Yeah, and don't and, so, and I don't want to under I don't want Kim to undersell this. Like two of her brothers 
had uh, were born with fetal alcohol syndrome. All three of the adopted brothers. Right. They were all mm-hmm. uh, yeah adopted. All right. So they're adopted. They're they've got these other issues and challenges, and then just the normal stuff you have with a big family. Like I don't know how they did it. Yeah, it's it was it was. Well, you did it by being strict. Yes, <laughs> we were strict. We we grew up on five acres. We had a huge garden. We worked really hard. We took care of animals. We you know all those things, and so it kept us very busy. But I yeah. think a lot of that came from that's the only way we're all going to stay sane is we all stay busy <laughs> when it was very strict. Yeah, very right. disciplined. Yeah. Okay, so think about both of you. A mistake you don't have to share it, but a mistake you made. <laughs> And how, or we're about to make or something. And then like, what did your parents do? Good or bad? I mean, it could be either. I don't want to throw any um, living <laughs> relatives under the bus. But, you know. <laughs> well, see, I grew up in Mississippi. Uh, still corporal punishment was a thing. You still got paddled yeah. at school. Um, if you, whatever you did wrong, even if it was the whole class and everyone got paddled. Um, my parents still, I mean, there was still that going on at home where I was because of where I was and cousins and other family, same thing. It was just where we were. Yeah. Um, we didn't bring that into our home because I, I think that it was part of my growing up because of where I was. Right. I think that was not the case here. Well, I don't know. I mean, in our, I I feel like you and I talked, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but early in the marriage, early in the parenting cycle, mm-hmm. um, I feel like we made it pretty clear to each other. We wanted to make communication the first form of discussion or the first form of any approach to any problem that the kids would have. Mm-hmm. And it would never be immediate grounding or right uh, anything physical. Like it was not interesting to us. Not interesting, I think I but, got you know immediately I mean? grounded because it was easier to keep me home than, and be in trouble than even figure out what, what I did wrong. Yeah. There were times when I was like, I don't even remember what I did to get in trouble. Yeah. Like if like, but. like here, I'll give you a scenario, even though this isn't, this isn't one that happened. There's a whole separate story as to why it didn't happen. But let's say, uh, Taylor comes home from school and she's got a, big tattoo on her arm or something um in high school now if you don't want your kids to get tattoos you're now faced with a choice do you you know do you go hard and say you're grounded maybe forever and you know i'm just really pissed whatever <laughs> you could do that and really demonize it and have you know have it become this really big dividing issue in your in your relationship um or you can on the other flip side completely ignore it and act like it's nothing or there's some space in the middle where you can talk and like really talk, like mm-hmm. honest talk about, well, obviously you felt strong enough to about getting it that you got it. Uh, are you happy with it? And, and, you know, kind of discuss the things that, that matter in that scenario. The reason I say that there's a separate story is because Taylor and I did have this discussion in, in high school, mm-hmm. uh, her high school, um, where she wanted to get one. And I told her, fine, I think you should totally get one. And we'll even take you to a place that has a good reputation for like, you know, clean, clean process and, mm-hmm. you know, well thought of um, stuff and all that. But let's, let's, let's talk about what and why and all that. And we just, you know, describe things like, well, I mean, if you get it, it's permanent. That's kind of how it works. Um, the only way to get, ever get it off is this really painful laser thing. Well, I remember you telling her you need to talk to two people that have one and ask them if it was 
yeah, if, said, if you would do it at my age. Yeah, I'd have, as uh, young yeah. as I am. And I didn't say you have anyone to. who had it at sixteen. Exactly. What they think of it? Yeah, now. Claire's on here going, "Why didn't you want him to get a tattoo?" Because at 16, 17 years old, I don't think you know yourself well enough to know what to get on your body permanently. Yeah, but the important yeah, thing yeah. here is, and I agree with that. But the important thing here is that we. It you wasn't about it, it wasn't mm-hmm. our way of the highway. And if she had still said, Dad, I'm doing it, we would have done it. <laughs> she would have totally been the one to do that. She would have gotten it <laughs> and we would have gone with her and we would have made sure it was a, or, or not. But we would right. have made sure she was going to a good place like we would have facilitated it to make it work best for her. So it isn't again, it wasn't our way of the highway. she still have one direction on her backside. <laughs> Right. Like this is, except for her, would have been like, uh, who would have been the back It would have been fun or uh, what other concerts did we go to? Oh my God. Whatever concert she just went to. But like, you know, if she was a little kid, it'd be Barney, but that nobody wants a tattoo in their little no. kid. Wow, yeah. but no. But that's the point is like, like now she does have tattoos and now she can make adult decisions and, and I have nothing to do with those decisions and I don't have a problem whether she gets them or doesn't get them. Another um, one we agreed upon very early was uh, curfew. We didn't have curfew for our kids. Yeah. And I'll tell you why, because a lot of people are like, what? What do you mean you didn't have a curfew? If you give your kids a curfew of, let's say, midnight, and the party they're going to ends at 11, what are they doing between 11 and 12? No, it was, hey, what time's the party over? 11? Okay, I want you home by 11.15. Mm-hmm. Because I think they can get in more trouble with a curfew if whatever it is is later than whatever's going on. Plus, it felt like a way for them to, um, I don't know. It's it was a way for them to say, be more in charge of that schedule. Mm-hmm. Like they're now more responsible, not because I gave a rule and now they have a rule to either fight against, rebel against, or cheat around. Instead, it's where are you going? Oh, there. Okay, you know how late it goes. I uh, I think they said eleven. Okay, cool. Well, I'll just, why don't you call me like eleven fifteen if you need a ride or anything? And if yeah, not, we'll if see it goes later, then let me know. Don't like you know. we would we would make it really simple and clean like that. And they didn't they didn't mess around with those lines. They just kind of came back when they said they wanted to or said they were going to. Right. And a lot of times it's our house anyway. You no, know, most of the time it was at our house. That's the other cheat if we got away with a lot is we had all the parties at the house and we had the video games and the TV and the whatnot and all the, all of their weird friends wanted to come to our house. So when they did that, we had eyes on <laughs> like the, they're all they're all your our kids weird friends. Yeah. So we had all, we had eyes on the prize the whole time and the kids, um, the, they, you know, their friends thought we were way cooler than we are because Kim's making food. I've got PlayStations and Xboxes and arcade machines and, you know, like all the reasons that the boys want to be hanging out over there. And so we were we were the Kool-Aid house, as we used to say. That makes a giant difference. But again, it wasn't overt. It wasn't like the rule here is that if you have a party, it will be under my roof. It wasn't like that. No. It was just like provide a place where they feel comfortable and safe, where the parents feel comfortable and safe about their kids being there. And then you just kind of not sneakily, but you just kind of have a purview that you that you should have as a parent without it being a rule or some kind of weird, you know, uh, stake in the ground that the kids feel like they have to get around or or whatever. No, that's how we did it. But yeah. I don't know if that was Good the right thing or not, too. but that's what we did. <laughs> no, I, yeah, that's great. I'm going to actually take one of your stories and then tie it to your parentals. So Kim, I, I, I don't have, you know, firsthand knowledge of your childhood like I do of Scott's, <laughs> but so I'm going to take Scott's story. Um, 
what's interesting is, and this is maybe my memory, and Scott, you can correct me, but I recall a certain young man in our home growing up who wanted an earring. Yeah, I and remember that. I remember that. And uh, <clears throat> was going to look real great in pictures for future reference, I'm mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but I remember dad saying, all right, let's uh, have a court of law. And I'm the judge. And Scott, you want a lawyer or you want to represent yourself? And you represented yourself, which is always a mistake. I, and um, <laughs> I had a, lawyer. a bunch of us were on the jury, right? This yep. happened? I remember this. Back? No, you. I'm surprised you do. But yes, this all happened. Oh, I remember. And I remember because it was so... And I don't know if it's because dad always had a little twinkle in his eye, like, like, this is fun. Watch this, you know, Um, but it was a an example of, hey, bring your case to us. Let's talk. Mom, I think probably was the defendant or the prosecutor. And, you know, the jury was me, Matt and Tara and Misha. And your mom was a prosecutor because she was about half family pictures. That's what this was. Yeah, exactly. I do not want a dumb earring, but you can wear your painter pants and have your mullet. That's fine. Anyway, oh my gosh, you remember so, my painter pants. That's fantastic. Oh, who can, everyone remembers they were terrible. Uh, anyway, so this idea that you, what was modeled to me and to you was you have a voice. And dad did it, did it in like this kind of clever, fun way. But it was like, hey, real life is going to require you to be able to articulate your wants and needs and decisions. And hey, we're still a family. I don't know. It was just, I thought, genius. And was really interesting. And I think that's affected my parenting in, in many ways. And I can hear it in your story with Taylor. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to say yes or no. I'm going to let you make your own decision. But as an adult who guides you, we're going to talk about, you know, what that looks like. So when Abe wanted Snapchat at the ripe age of, I don't know, 11. That would have been when it was 12 like the hot or yeah. something. Yeah. yeah, I think that was right. I said, all right, I would like a presentation about Snapchat. I want a written essay. I want to know what's good, what's bad. I want to know how it's funded. I want to know how they use their data. I want you to tell me everything. And he, you guys he's think, Wendy, you think Wendy only on gives us homework on the show, but really she gives it to her kids and everybody else. Right. Yeah. And I married to, to someone who is, thinks this stuff's fun too. So it's a problem. Anyway, so we have him come back, present everything about it. He's getting so excited because he thinks like, this is the the way it's going to work. And so we're like, okay, okay. And, you know, so then I'm like, okay, here's what I know. And here's some experience I've, I've had with young kids having real problems on this. And so I know that's not everybody, but you do need to take some of that into account. And so we have this big discussion. And then we come to, then he was like, I don't know if I want it. And I'm like, no, I could get that. I This, this is a lot of information. Normally we just do what's fun. Yeah. So what if we try this? So we put Snapchat on my phone. Yeah. So he had to ask me every time he wanted to use it. And I would give it to him. I'd be like, here you go. And I'd be like, I need my phone back. And he'd, he'd be in the room with me. You know how not fun Snapchat is when you have to get it off your mom's phone? Oh, it's the worst. <laughs> and, and she needs to use the recipe app to make dinner. So you need to give it back right now. You know, like that's. So it was just not very appealing um, to you. So he never got sucked completely in and this is a kid who is a life ban from uh league of legends because he cannot handle the reward circuitry that video game industry has created for him oh yeah (laughs) so anyway but so every kid's different so that's my point like we take the modeling we have and then we've got a kid who's going to be different i don't need elliot to write me a 10 page report it's not the same kid he's not even going to ask for snapchat Right. (laughs) right right and and so that that modeling to then acting 
is usually a fairly easy line to see. You can see. So Kim, maybe the strictness in your home did, did not translate into strictness with your kids. Correct. Um, yeah. But some elements of what your parents did have shown up or even maybe the rebellion against some of it has shown up in your parenting, I would assume. Yes, I, I would agree with I chose to do it very differently on purpose. Yeah. Right. I, in a way, yeah. it's weird because to call it rebelling is is an odd thing because I actually think they were all really good choices. But yeah, but it, it but for Kim, given her upbringing, it is it is rebellious. Um, yeah. I was, I was labeled the rebellious one. You was still are. I didn't do anything wrong, but yeah, you, still you just are. parented still with. I was with uh, the concern opposite. and yeah. conversation. Yeah. You rebel, and now oh. I've got you know my parent. My both my parents have been like, "You've raised some really good kids," and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I did." Try it our way. <laughs> but how it here, here's the other thing: yeah. like dad's gamifying of stuff. Yeah. Uh, oh, like yes. which is really what you're describing is. Ab- that absolutely can- comes out in the way I do stuff. Mm-hmm. Like even to this day, um, where we're in a very different dynamic, you know, our kids are old enough to make their own decisions, like literally and legally and every I other. still have to bite my tongue sometimes. Oh, no, you do. <laughs> oh, you have sure. to. And that's kind of where I want to get with this is how, I don't know why I thought this. Okay. I was wrong, but I used to think that this all ended with <laughs> tattoos in high school. When their 20, 21st birthday? <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't, I don't mean parenting in general, but just the concern about choice making. And it, and it makes sense because I was being dumb in tw- when I was 22 or three or whatever. And like, you, you don't know everything. Of course you don't. I still don't. There's gonna there's something a 75 or 100 year old could tell me that I'm probably gonna ignore because I'm like, ah, whatever, old man. And then, <laughs> and then one day I'll get there and go, oh, crap, that old guy was right. Like, he was right all along. Like so, we're all in that mode. But when you're when your kids are old enough to, uh, you know, let's say sixteen and older, they now they can drive. Now they can, or now they're dating all the time, or now they're whatever, and in their twenties, and they got school or lack of school, jobs or whatever, relationships, all these kind of things. I was hoping that by then I'd be like, well, it's out of my hands. <laughs> Walking away from it. It doesn't work that way, does it? It's still in my head. Well, and they pick partners that you now have a new dynamic, right? Like you guys obviously have had additions come to the family. And that is a whole new set of parenting food issues. Let's just keep going with that. They were raised very differently than our kids, just like your friends always, you know, you talk about. Yeah. And that's normal and will happen right but it does mean we're dancing around a lot more dynamics than we would if it's just us you know yeah. doing a simple thing so abe got a girlfriend it's nice. a miracle no it's not he's <laughs> it's a very cute boy and adorable. she is here's the thing i am cleaning the house for her to come and i am having so much empathy for my mother-in-law like <gasps> Oh, you just want it to be okay. And this person's going to come into your life. And she had five boys. So can you imagine five times this woman had to clean a house for, for a woman to come over and be like, ew, you're a terrible mother-in-law, you know? So I had a lot of sympathy for her and, you know, having those feelings. Anyway, she shows up. We all have Swedish pancakes for breakfast because we thought that'd be fun. And she, she is the most delightful human. And I was like, oh. You can't find someone this great at 16. This is, I mean, she is, has been through some things, but is so smart and lovely. And I was like, oh my gosh, this never occurred to me. I might like a daughter-in-law more than my son. 
<laughs> She's so great. Anyway, but that was like opposite of what I was expecting. I was bracing myself to be annoyed and like, Ugh, teenagers are stupid or whatever. And I was like, how is this happening that I'm pleasantly surprised? So I think there's a bit of, I've heard too many stories. I think that's part of it. But really knowing how hard this is, and also they're 16 and it's not like they're... <laughs> I have to watch them parent yet <laughs> or That's something, true. you know, yes. but it does, you're right. It doesn't end. And here we go with the new stages of life. It goes from, you know, you're helping them get in and out of a car seat to they're deciding who they're going to spend their lives with and making mistakes left and right, sometimes big, sometimes small. And I think as parents are listening to this, I don't know your, your uh, audience as well to know, Scott, are these often young parents, I would assume, but there's gotta be plenty of people who have, grown children who know exactly what we're talking about. Everyone's in a different place, but you know, it's really hard to just think you've figured it out. And maybe you look around on social media or other people and you think, man, they have got it figured out or their kids are so awesome. And my kids are blah, blah, blah. I think that can be uh, problematic and distracting, but I would boil this down to something I think you two do really well. And what I would advise everyone to do um, is to actually get to know your kids, mm. right? Mm-hmm. This is the hardest part of parenting is people will be wishing the kid was someone else and deep that's deep inside, wishing they were different, wishing they would not do that, wishing they were smarter, more talented, whatever your jam is. So mine is I want all my kids to play sports because I love it and it's so fun to watch and and then when they don't, man, I have got to get my head around that because I still secretly <laughs> want them to, right? <laughs> Fortunately, I have one. I have one and I will live through him, right? But but the other ones, nope, this is not going to be who they are. So if I let that drive my relationship with them, they're in trouble because I'll, I'll never get to truly get to know them because I need them to be someone different. Yeah. And yeah, they will feel trouble. it. And I feel like you guys have done a really good job of just like letting your kids be who they are getting to know them, giving and guidance, but like not expecting them, wanting them to be something else. Maybe I'm wrong. And you guys secretly. No, I mean, (laughs) I think that's, I think, I think you've described it. Okay. We we're an open book around here and what, what we are is what we are. Um, but I think you, you've made it an interesting distinction between two different words. One is leader leading and guiding leading sometimes is the dangerous route because leading means that you're going, okay, no, 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 over this here, this way, this way, you follow me, follow yeah. me. Like we're walking, we're walking that whole thing, right? Uh, whereas guidance is not the same. Guidance is like... It's more like what your dad did. Yeah. Guide you yeah. in a direction. I know what I want for you, Yeah, but you have to figure it out on your own. Yeah, or, or if you're going to make this choice, great, that's the one I like. But if you're not, it's okay because that's the one you like and I'm... I like you more than I like your choice. So, you know, like yeah. that, as long as that's always kind of there. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's weird. Everyone always says you don't want to be friends with your kids. I've always heard this before. Um, but I, I'm going to cry BS on that because <laughs> I love being friends with my kids. It's my favorite thing about my kids at this stage is that I can dork around with them and laugh yes. with them and, you know, but I think what people are talking about being friends with their kids is their their want to give them anything they want so that they never hate them. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't. That's think there's a difference. difference. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, that's a bad. That seems just like be friendly news. with your kids. Yeah. 
but friendly. I, I I love that we that that we can tease each other and that we can we you know I don't know we can laugh out loud and and yeah. and it's never weird. It's never weird. So when Carter decided to get her first tattoo, I went with her and I got one too. <laughs> Right, they went like together. They went together, but I was also, you know, she was 20, what, three? But, but Kim's been sacrificing her lambs on the altar for years. Like, <laughs> she she did this thing. I will never forget this. Her friends, my daughter's oldest friend, my oldest daughter's friends, they're like a group of these guys that are all dorks, but I, I, they're all great. We love these kids. And they hung out at the house all the time. But they really wanted to see Kim... Or no, they wanted to do the the hot wing challenge at this lo- local place, and they're on this wall in this place. There's like a thousand dudes. No, oh, there weren't that many. There's a lot, <laughs> and then on the girls' side, there was like three of you. And Kim's like, "Well, I'm gonna change that tonight." No, there were no women on oh, the there board. Were none? I thought there were like the, three. Yeah. The so she sits down and eats like the hottest ghost pepper nightmare. Eight of them. Eight of them. <laughs> and goes into like eight this focus mode eight and totally pulled. I still think her guts are ruined from it. <laughs> you ate eight ghost peppers? Eight ghost pepper, ch- uh, no, hot wings. Yeah, but they were, they were the wings, but the sauce was ghost, ghost peppers. Pepper, yeah. yeah. Ghost oh, pepper oh, sauce. Okay. You had to wear gloves. Uh, to do it and you Not couldn't drink for five minutes yeah you couldn't drink for five minutes a timer. and she was shaking and it was like but i remember that day going oh my gosh she'll <laughs> do she will do anything <laughs> so much. she will do anything to 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 make this uh good like the for these other yeah. kids to have a good time and for her to be Willing to sacrifice herself in this way. Hey, I was the only woman with a picture on that wall for years, by the way. You still might be. You might still I did be. watch a guy try the same thing the same day I did and walked out crying. He ate one and walked out crying. Yeah, he was crying. <laughs> it was awesome. She's a, she's a pretty tough lady. But the point is, like, you know, do, being willing to, like, get down in it with your kids and, and be more than just the the that's rule what i mean giver. by being a friend with your kids yeah. that's what she means well i would say this too about kim that i think this is important because often mothers get very lost in motherhood in a in a performance sort of way not not that's the wrong word it's more like um i have to do this for them or i need them to be successful and like so much pressure and you look around and what is everyone doing and you you maybe miss this key component, which is like, who is the kid and what is your stuff and what is their stuff? And I think for Kim, like if you were getting in trouble and didn't understand why, and were the, you know, a little bit of the black sheep, you had already experienced some of this. I think Scott, similarly, you're a weirdo and mom and dad were (laughs) like very open to you being weird. Um, So I think you both had, have a, a good reserve of like, sort of getting it what it's like to be these kids in different stages and 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 you know you told your father i'm gonna be a cartoonist and he's like yes (laughs) and there was no internet then right like there's no reason any father in his right mind would be like you know what seems like a viable option (laughs) an english degree and right and and i think it's because there is a mix-up the mix-up is i know how the world works and I, it doesn't matter what you're bringing to the table. It's my job to make sure the world doesn't eat you alive. And that is a noble, core, loving place. But it takes some courage and or, you know, family of origins that were helpful in this way to really see a kid for who he is mm-hmm. and meet him there. Yeah. 
and then guide, right? Meet them there and guide and and then mourn the loss of your kid won't play baseball with that sweet left hand, right? Like you got to mourn it and I am mourning it. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. I'm fine. <laughs> If, it, if I'm anything, fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. my biggest, I'm fine. My, my biggest struggle is, is watching Nick. Uh, and I think it's because Nick is me in so many ways. Like he's just, yeah. he's so me and it's everything from whatever they may be, his insecurities, his, um, uh, his creative side is all of it. Everything he, he is reminds me of me every time I look at him. And as a result, it's, that's been the the larger challenge for me. Uh, is watching him and going, I know exactly the mistakes he's going to make because I made them. And I know his way he thinks and the way he does stuff. He's going to do it just like I did it. And so we've had that exact conversation of, wait, your dad let you do the same thing. You got to let him do it. I know. We've had to, Kim's had to talk talk. me down from that. Yeah. Because it's it's hard for me. It's really hard for me. Stephanie in the chat says, except his hair. No, I had some sweet, long, curly freaking. Oh, yeah. It just was part. It was business in front part. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it was of of its time. And that's all coming (laughs) back. Which I know is coming back. And I am really struggling. Like, I am really struggling. Yeah. We we saw some high school kids yesterday. Where where were we? We were somewhere where it's near high school. And we just saw kids going to the restaurant or something. They all looked like they were lifted out of a John Hughes movie. I'm telling Absolutely. you, it's dress weird. like it, look like it. It's oh. weird, man. It's freaking me out. Like my, I know my dritten decade was cool, but I don't think it was that cool. <laughs> yeah. Come on people. Yeah. But anyway, the point is like, uh, uh, that's where I've struggled the most is like seeing myself in that mirror. And I have a feeling that's a problem for a lot of people is it's not so much the person that you're worried about all the time. It's that they're going to be like you. And by that, I mean your worst sides or your, your worst mistakes or your, your your least favorite part of your uh, self-image or wh- whatever it may be. And I see that in him in particular and less so in my girls. And, and it's, that's hard because I don't want to, I don't want that to become a reason that I become standoffish with him or I don't want mm-hmm. him to, to know that it's almost like inception. Like he knows that I know that he's a lot like me and that he knows that I know that I'll make mistakes that he'll also make. And like, there's a lot of, I just don't want that to be a thing between him and I. So it's something I had to really work on to not be that, you know, to not be disappointed because he's like me. Cause to him, it's just disappointment. Right. It doesn't matter. Right. Right. So if he does something I'm not loving or whatever, I don't want to, I don't want him to feel like he's, you know, letting me down because honestly at this stage of his life it shouldn't be about that anyway and that's that's really been the one challenge i didn't expect to see you know it was literally he's like ah he's a toe-headed kid what a dork he's so much fun all right now he's so cute look at his curly blonde hair what a cool kid ah he's so funny in junior high look at him play soccer and like you get all all this stuff and then he becomes an adult and i go He's just like me in every way. <laughs> and I don't know if I like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. On the other hand, in a mirror. Right. There, there, I mean, in, in some ways, I love that he is because then there are also some really great things about that. You know, he's yeah. he's a um, I was always called the sensitive kid growing up, but I think that worked for me in a lot of ways, relationships and including yeah. my kids. And it will benefit him, too. So it's not like it's not the weakness I used to see it for. But I know that he'll see it as that for a bit because I did too. Like, uh, I just feel like I'm watching a mirror and I'm seeing, you know. And yeah. that's why I have to go, don't say anything. 
Yeah. Don't say anything at all. Yeah, because usually it's something <laughs> that I have no right saying anything yeah. anyway. And instead, it's like, Nick, we should do a movie night. Okay, cool, Dad. I mean, that's but the stuff I got to do. Scott has to do the same thing to me whenever I'm like, oh, Taylor, what are we doing? Yeah. Like <laughs> Even that. as an adult, she's married, she has a baby, all of these things. I still go, ooh, I remember having to decide that too. Yeah, especially with like, don't say anything. Don't say anything. Yeah, especially with Van here because Van Van introduces the, that new dynamic of now you're oh, watching yeah. your kids do the same or have the same chance to to raise their kids. Yes, and it's easy to go. Oh no, I've been there. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> but then you got to yeah. just how about you them. skip that whole painful thing and just do this thing? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. Which is where that comes from. This like such a good place. Yes, but then what does it? get us but my place is still is grandma it's nana now yeah. and i have to just be nana and yeah. spoil yeah. him rotten and <laughs> send him home with sugar yeah put sugar in him yeah. while you got him <laughs> then send him home with more sugar and then that's make my job that's now job. and i have to remind yeah. myself that a lot and i'll tell you right. what everyone is a stereotype that oh when you become a grandparent you get to ch- spoil the child it's your chance to be the most fun it's true dude <laughs> It's true. It's not a rumor. I don't have to be all concerned with uh, when he pukes or poops his diaper or anything else. Yeah. All we have to worry the about best. is, is he having a blast? And does he does he want to stay here? And he's mad that he has to leave? Yes. He's let's mad do that. he has to get off the boats. Yeah. He doesn't want to leave. <laughs> and it's great. I can't recommend that enough. It's awesome. And Yeah. Somehow know. if we could skip parenting and go right to grandparenting, oh, I would right. sign up. Yeah. Because yeah. it, it sounds awesome. It was all true in the end. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, I, I hope this helps somebody out there with, you know, we didn't have a specific email this week, obviously, but you know, somebody who's, who's just feeling some of these feelings and maybe it helps to know that others go through it and, you know, and can, and can I say something really quick? Yeah. I, if you're listening to this and this sounds like a love fest for Scott and Kim's parenting, it's because it is, <laughs> and it's because they're great parents. But if you hear this and there's like a sting and you're like, Ugh. My kids are like that or or you're struggling in some way. I want you to try to have this flip to inspiration because it's right. You can go from, oh, that's kind of hard for me to hear. Mm-hmm. And I want you to flip it to here's where Scott and Kim. I mean, Scott's childhood is is I can get behind because it was mine. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and Kim's and Kim's is not the worst by any shot. But also there's hard things in both. Right. Right. Um, and challenges that everybody has and you can do different and better and improve upon those family of origin issues and take the good things too. So if you're hearing this and thinking I am struggling, often people don't do this. They don't stop and look backwards in an, in a, an effective way. It's often out of regret or mad or torment or something, but this is where the therapy part comes in, right? Which is there is stuff that happened in your childhood, the way your parents handled things, even the best parents will screw things up. I talk to people sometimes who are like, I had a beautiful childhood. And then we get deep in their psyche and there was something that happened. Mm-hmm. And it's not a giant thing and it would be nothing you would ever say out loud to your mom like you did this to me. It just happened. Mm-hmm. And there's still effects from that. So we're all in the same boat. It's what you do with whatever boat I should say, um, let me fix this. <laughs> Whatever family of origin stuff you took with you yeah. and you're now struggling with as you parent is do some work on your stuff. I, I can't count how many people are like, oh, no, my third child has anxiety. And it's like, OK, if there's one kid. All right. Now, when there's three, we're going to have to look at you, mom. <laughs> and this is not about mom bashing or blaming. It's about 
you are stressed and your anxiety might be contagious, let's get you a mask on this airplane so you can breathe and see what we can then do to help the kids. So so often it's we're so stuck in our moment of parenting because it's exhausting and takes all of your time and energy. Mm-hmm. And there's a pandemic and schools suck. Okay, so let's all just be nice. <laughs> but if you have a hot minute to think about your own family and to think about what, what good you brought to your parenting from home and what maybe challenges you bring and what the mirror taught you, which is like, oh, I have to, everything has to look right. Or, you know, maybe you have a mother-in-law that walks in and checks the dust on the door frame when she walks in. <laughs> like there are things that are impacting you that maybe you can work, hey, with a professional or some friends and, and work on not carrying so many loads. It's really hard to parent with your childhood monkey on your back and your perfect neighbors on your back and your social media on your back. Yeah. So if any of that resonates with anyone, figure out what you can set down or work through or heal from so that you're more free to get to know your kids and parent them in a way that feels good to you. Cause this is full contact sport. It's hard. Absolutely. Parenting is exhausting. Yeah. And it's just, if you can have less weight doing it, it really helps. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and then one day, one of those kids. You could be uh, Scott and Kim. Yeah, he, well, I don't know about that. I don't want. I, I don't I, want anybody to feel that way. I don't want anyone to think any of this is perfect by any stretch because it's not. But it's you know, it's healthy know. though. It's and just, if you're feeling it, it's because if you're thinking, oh, those guys are like, well, it's because it's healthy. Yeah. And maybe you need to look around and see what's maybe. And as not Tally so in the chat says, here. one option is you know, if you don't want to have kids, don't have kids. Some people just want to be the great aunt. Yeah, dude, that's fine. Whatever. Please go for it. Don't. Yeah. Don't have. Because <laughs> it's you don't so want hard. Them. It is hard. <laughs> Plenty of people will do it. Someone's always going to have kids, so you'll be all right. And I had a fun aunt that took us on trips because my parents oh. never could. Yeah, and I she never got married, aunt. right? Nope. Nope. And she's got an amazing... Never mind, I can't talk about her back. Okay. She Kim's got this... Well, anyway, there's a, there's a history Just in her stop. family that I hope Just never stop. comes up. All right. Hey, there you go. <laughs> That's the show, everybody. Teaser for uh, never. Uh, Wendy, uh, things open up for Real Steps sometime. When's the date? Yeah. Soon. Uh, it's going to be the end, near the end of October. Okay. We're doing lots of revamping. It's going to be really fun. So just be hanging on. Go to realsteps.org. Sign up for the email that will start coming in sometime this September or mid-September about. And then it's going to be it's going to be good. We have learned some things and our little community is amazing. And so we're going to have a fun time. So sign up. Awesome. Well, there you go. We've all learned a little something today. Yes, we have. Uh, Wendy, have a great week. We'll see you next time. And thanks for hanging okay. out with us. See ya. Bye. Thanks. All right. Well, that was fun little family time there. That was fun family time. Sure. It could be a lot worse. Just kidding. It was good. I enjoyed it. I don't know why I said it. And Scott could have an earring right now. I could. I almost did. <laughs> Dude, I almost had one. And I would have loved so close. it. But now I'm glad I didn't get it. <laughs> I don't want one. I don't want to manage that. I would have sealed up a long time ago. I would have had one of those, you know, where... Oh, yeah, it was pierced once, but now you couldn't force a, a n- tiny needle through it because it all healed up or whatever. But, yeah. Yeah. If you ever want it again, Carter has piercing needles. She does? Yeah. What should we pierce? <laughs> I don't know. What do you want Carter to pierce? Um, <laughs> I mean, it'd be face. I don't mean it'd be weird places. Like, I mean, like, it'd be your face, right? <laughs> Diced tomato. Not your peenie. <laughs> um, but, like, like, what would I do? Is it only ears you can do? Uh, No, but... That's as far as I'd want you to go. I don't want to get, I don't want to pierce anything. I'm not doing it. <laughs> okay. I did when I was 16. I don't now. You pierce right? your eyebrow. Oh, that'd be all right. That'd like be all right. Right here. 
Would it that, would hurt. Would people think I was trying to be all piratey and young or whatever? What do you care what people think? I guess I don't. All right, there we go. Sometimes I do, though. See, this is the problem. <laughs> uh, all right, that's it for that. Uh, thank you, Wendy, and thank you, everybody, for hanging out with us today, watching us live and otherwise. As you know, we are uh, entirely here at your behest because you support us at patreon.com slash TMS. Continue that, and we will continue making shows. And uh, Bobby will be making steak tonight. Oh, <laughs> I wish we were all there. <laughs> You'll be here yeah, having get, steak. Getting some of Bobby's meat <laughs> juice. <laughs> Uh, or whatever we call it. Okay. What do we call it? We need to stop talking now. <laughs> do we? Is this yes, the end? Yes, you All do. Right. <laughs> Frogpants.com slash TMS is our website. You can go there anytime and get stuff. So uh, let me know if you have any problems there. The morning stream at gmail.com is your place to uh, uh, email us. And uh, big thanks again from me and Carter out to everybody who ordered the free comic book day stuff on Saturday. Um, we had a, a record poll this year. Uh, lots and lots of free prints going out to everybody. Um, I hate that it's only a day, but that's the whole point of free comic book day is that it's a day because there's always someone the next day. I forgot. Oh, no. <laughs> but uh, many of you got in this year and I'm very happy uh, that that happened. So uh, anyway, expect to see those prints soon. We have to sign them, though, so it'll be a little bit. Uh, they'll come here and then Carter and I will have a signing session and then they'll ship them right out to everybody. So very exciting stuff. Yeah. All right. Kim, do you have anything you want to add? We no, go. I need no? to go defrost some steaks. I'm really hungry now. That sounds so good. I know. Damn it, Bobby. Damn it, Bobby. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's going to do it. We're going to play a song on our way out of here because, again, I picked a song. And uh, today's song is that uh, Pokemon thing that he that he did a cover for. Um, <laughs> Post Malone did. Uh, we like Post Malone. He lives around here now. We're always seeing if we can get a Post Malone sighting. And we also like his music. And I really like the cover he did of... Um, I can't find it. I only want to be with you by who sang that originally? Uh, the Darius Rucker Band. Um, why can't I think? Kim, help me I think don't of it. No, I only want to be with you. Oh, Hootie and the Blowfish. That's it. <laughs> Jeez, that's... I couldn't think of it. Anyway, this All guy. Right. The tender crisp bacon cheddar ranch. That's the guy. All right. Anyway, we're gonna play it and uh, we're gonna get out of here. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back uh, for sure on Monday. I don't know about PM tomorrow because it's just a little up in the air, but. Uh, we'll we'll let you know, we'll see. patrons. Yeah, thanks, guys. Uh, thanks for being here. Thank you all very much, and we'll see you soon. Bye now. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Gee, that's a great aircraft. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code GLOW. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.